Every part of your vehicle serves a purpose, especially your tires. When they aren't right, it makes a big difference in safety. So, find great deals on trusted brands of automotive and specialty tires for farm machinery, utility vehicles, and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Bees. Without them, we wouldn't have the over 125 crops that we like to consume here in the U.S. And I don't know about you, but I'd be lost without honey on my morning pancakes. I'm Charity Seebecker from the Midwest Farm Report. Allison Hager is the 2023 American Honey Princess, and she has spent her year traveling the nation to help educate others about the importance of these busy bees. She says her passion for the industry started at the young age of 13. I was, I first got started uh, beekeeping when I was 13 years old. So I'm from the state of Iowa. So the Iowa honey producers have a youth scholarship. And so I was able to get all my beekeeping equipment paid for and all my bees. And then I took a beekeeping course and found a mentor who helped guide me throughout my first year of being a beekeeper. So ever since that age, I've just been a really big advocate for our honeybees and our other pollinators. And it's just continued to grow since then. And, um, last year was the Iowa Honey Queen, and so I wanted to keep promoting uh, throughout the entire uh, United States, and so here I am today doing that. So can you take me through what is your role as the American Honey Princess? So I'm with the American Beekeeping Federation, and so as a national spokesperson, I get to travel all across the United States, educating others about honeybees, pollination, and honey products. So I get to travel, essentially, you know, all across the United States. So I get to visit different state fairs, festivals, uh, a lot of different school presentations, and then just events like this. So conventions are this time of year as the beekeepers are slowing down, and it's been a really exciting year so far. There's been a common theme that is, it's been more awareness by today's consumers about bees. And you get to travel, like you mentioned, all across the states. So what has it been like to get to travel and hear the stories about this growing interest? It's really amazing meeting different beekeepers everywhere I go. And so just sharing that passion with those beekeepers is, you know, it's just a common bond. We can discuss things that most people don't understand. But even visiting different types of schools, a lot of students are starting to realize how important our pollinators are and why honeybees are important. They're not dangerous. And I remember growing up, I really didn't ever understand why we had honeybees. You know, we always just thought they could sting us, just stay away. And so it's really exciting to go into schools and students already have that background of we need pollinators. We know what pollen is. We know what honey is. And so I think that's super exciting to get to see. And, you know, the students want to help, you know, honeybees, even if that becomes a beekeeper. I know it's difficult to always do, but the students are very excited to learn more about honeybees and they're not afraid. So I think that has really been a highlight of my year. And so touching on those school visits, can you tell me a little bit about the Kids and Bees Expo that you've been doing here in Wisconsin? Yeah, so Kids and Bees Expo is a really unique thing. Um, like you said, I've been traveling all across the United States, and I haven't really ever had this opportunity to present to children. And so this Kids and Bees Expo just has different activities for the children to do along with their families. So we have face painting, we have crafts, we have a live observation hive so the students can see um, honeybees up close. And then we also have beekeepers here to answer any questions. So you know those children and their parents and their friends are more than welcome to answer or ask those questions to get answers to. And I'm here, and the Wisconsin Honey Queen is here as well. So it's a lot of great resources for um, families to just learn more about our honeybees. And speaking about those questions, what kind of questions do these students ask you? I know from experience, 
they're not shy about what they want to know sometimes. So what are some of them that have maybe made you laugh or really got to you? They ask a lot of amazing questions and a lot of them ask, you know, how their stingers work. Why do they die? Their stingers are barbed, so it gets caught in our skin. A lot of them like the family dynamic to the honeybee um, colony. So, you know, you have your queen bee and she has all of her daughters. But I'd say one of the most interesting questions I received was, do they get married? Do they have families? And I'm like, no, no, they don't get married. They don't have families. And she was so sad about that. She's like, they don't have a dad or like they don't get married. They don't have kids. I'm like, no, not necessarily. They're just a queen and her workers, and then there's the drones. But she was just so devastated that they didn't have families like us. So that one has always really stuck with me throughout the year. Can you tell me about the expanded opportunities that today's beekeepers and honey producers are seeing? I know that there are a lot of products that people maybe don't even realize can be associated with honey. Honeybees provide us with a lot of amazing products. So we obviously have our typical liquid honey. Um, there's also creamed honey too. So us beekeepers are taking that honey through a crystallization process. So it's just more of a spreadable type of honey. So it's um, not as messy. It's not as sticky. So it's something you can put on toast. A lot of people like to marinate their meat on the grill with that. So I think that's a really unique type of product. Um, honeybees also give us pollen. So people use that for medical purposes. And beeswax too is a great thing that a lot of us beekeepers uh, love to produce because beeswax is used in crayons and candles and a lot of our beauty products like soaps and lotions and lip balms. So honeybees just provide us with a lot of things in addition to all their pollination services. Can you help people understand how we get these different flavors of honey? People may not realize that you are what you eat. Well, so is the honeybees that are providing that flavor for us. Exactly. So there's over 300 different varieties of honey here in the United States. So like you're saying, a lot of people think there's just one kind and some people are like, oh, I don't like honey. And I always say, you probably haven't tried your favorite kind yet. There's so many other ones to try. And so the reason we have so many different colors and taste of honey is where the honeybees are collecting that nectar from. So when us uh, commercial beekeepers are taking our hives out to really big fields of different orchards, um, we know exactly where those honeybees are collecting that nectar from. And so it's going to taste a lot different than the the nectar you get from a blueberry plant or from a wildflower. So that's how we're able to have so many different tastes and colors of honey throughout the nation. And not everybody can be a beekeeper. So how can those people still support the industry? A super easy way is just being an advocate for honeybees, just educating others. You know, they're important. They need our help. And I think a super other easy way to help them is just to plant flowers. So kind of back to that nectar thing. Honeybees like a variety in their diet. They don't like to just have one floral source to choose from. And you think, too, we have different flowers that bloom throughout the year. So having different flowers available for honeybees to collect that nectar and pollen from is a super great way. Because I know growing up, we always like to have a nice green yard, no weeds in it. But having no weeds isn't helping anything. And so those dandelions, they might be kind of ugly in our minds, but those are the honeybees' first uh, nectar source in, in the season. So just letting your weeds grow. Um, if you have ditches, um, maybe don't always mow them as much. There's a such thing as no mow May. So not mowing um, your ditches and your grass in the month of May, just so those honeybees have more nectar co to collect. Just talking to you, you can tell you have a lot of enthusiasm for the industry. It really shines through. What have you learned since you started down this path? You have been the Iowa Honey Queen, as you mentioned, so you had a good base of knowledge already, but 
I'm sure as you've gotten to travel now on this new national scale, it's gotten even bigger. That's for sure. Just meeting the different beekeepers and seeing how they keep their bees throughout the United States. Um, I've definitely learned a lot. It's been fun working with different beekeepers um, just to see it, you know, how they do it. So I've never caught a swarm before. So when I was in Connecticut, um, I was in their bee yard and they had a swarm of honeybees on one of their posts. And so it was just really fun seeing how they collected those honeybees to put into a hive. And so just little like stories and experiences like that. I've really have opened my eyes to the beekeeping industry, but even just like personally too meeting new people, feeling comfortable getting on stage in front of people. I've really have grown the last year and I wouldn't have traded it for the world. What are some of the key differences you've seen in the way people are beekeeping and raising these bees in different parts of the state? I would say the biggest thing that I never thought of was bears. So in Iowa, we don't have bears. We had one bear like come through one time and it was like a local celebrity, like we named it. And so going to other states that have a lot of bears, they have to you know, protect their hives in a different way. So they put up electric fence around their hives. And so I just thought that was a very different thing to be prepared for when you're keeping bees. It's hard enough to already uh, raise your bees and keep them through the winter. And so just having to have an extra precaution for a, a really big animal like that is really amazing to me. So seeing how different beekeepers keep those uh, bigger animals out, I think has really been different. Why should the public learn about the industry? Why is it important for them to see what these hardworking beekeepers are doing? I mean, a lot of our fruits and vegetables are dependent on our honeybees um, with the, all the pollination that they provide for us. Um, so honeybees are our number one pollinator. They do 80% of that pollination we need. And so to put that even into more terms, it's one third of the food we eat every day is dependent on pollination. So if we're not supporting our local or our commercial beekeepers, um, you know, that means you have to do it yourself. And I, like you were saying before, it's not for everyone. It, it can be a very difficult thing to get started. And so uh, just supporting local beekeepers, supporting your commercial beekeepers as well is just a super easy way to just help the industry because it is important. If we didn't have our honeybees, we wouldn't have those beeswax products. We wouldn't have all those delicious types of honey. And we definitely would not have um, over 125 crops that we love to consume here in the United States. What is the future hold for you? What is the next steps as American Honey Princess for the rest of your term? And you are only that princess for so long, so then what's next? Yeah, so I was crowned in January, and um, I'll be passing my crown along this uh, January in 2024. And so, you know, we're getting down to the end of it, and that's pretty crazy to me. So I'm here at the Wisconsin um, Honey Producers Association Convention for this week, and then next weekend I'll be going to the Iowa Honey Producers Convention. I'll do a quick little trip to Pennsylvania again to just educate some local school groups and other uh, community events. And that's pretty much wrapping up my year. I'll have some at-home presentations to local schools and 4-H clubs, uh, but the bulk of my travel has really been coming to an end, so it's a lot of local traveling, but I'm excited to see what the rest of the year brings. Afterwards, um, I probably, you know, I always say, I guess I'll get a job. I guess I'll be a full-time adult. Um, so yeah, I've been looking for some jobs that I'm interested in, and that'll be my next steps. I, I'm a business management major, so something within the agriculture and business industry is what I'm looking towards. That was 2023 American Honey Princess Allison Hager. As we head into the winter months, beekeepers are stocking up on food for the bees as a bee colony in Wisconsin needs a minimum of 60 pounds of extra food in order to survive. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.
Every part of your vehicle serves a purpose, especially your tires. When they aren't right, it makes a big difference in safety. So, find great deals on trusted brands of automotive and specialty tires for farm machinery, utility vehicles, and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet.